Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 27. And today I want to talk about how to move on from your divorce without closure. So last week we talked about starting over after divorce and how that impacts your dating and rebuilding and really going where you want to go after your divorce. Today, I want to talk about one of the things that I see that holds women back from being able to do just that, and that is waiting for closure, waiting for the ex to admit that he was wrong, waiting for your pastor to understand why your divorce was necessary, waiting for your parents to understand, waiting for your friends to understand. In this scenario, you are waiting for something from people who do not have the capacity to give it. This doesn't mean your ex is evil, although he might be. (laughs) This doesn't mean that your pastor is clueless. It doesn't mean that your parents are being horrible to you. It doesn't really mean anything about them. But in the scenario of divorce, it is such a taboo in our society, as modern as we think we are, or as progressive as we think we are, divorce is still the undesired outcome. Divorce still means something bad happened. And for a lot of people, they want to hide away from that. They like don't have the emotional capacity to handle seeing something bad happen and being able to grieve it with you and being able to step into the discomfort of experiencing it with you. Some people just love you so much that they can't bear to see you in any kind of pain or in any kind of grief. So they try to prolong your pain by trying to keep you from divorcing or after divorcing, you know, they're like, well, maybe you could have, would have, should have, all of those things. In the case of, um, you know, if you experienced infidelity or if your ex was abusive or exploited you, took all the money, whatever may have happened in your marriage and your divorce, it um, stands to reason that you would want justice. And I think this is the core problem with wanting closure is that we want justice. Like whenever we watch a movie, we want to see the end of the story. We want the hero or the heroine in this case to win. We want the truth to come out. We want the perpetrator to be arrested and taken to jail. And I know for some of you, your exes deserve to be in jail for some of the things that they did. Right. Um, So we want that. It's just, it's a human need. We want resolution. We want things to follow the story arc and everything get resolved, all the loose ends tied up so that we sort of have this like something to hang our hat on. We can feel good. We can feel like things were done right. We can feel like everything is right in the world. Living in a world where injustice goes unaddressed makes us very uncomfortable. It makes us feel unsafe. And this is why you want closure. 
However, I am here to bring you the bad news that wanting closure is probably keeping you stuck. So in my case, um, I left my ex-husband because he had some behaviors that were unsafe. And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) I try not to delve too deeply into all the things that happened. So uh, there was just a lot going on in the home that was unsafe. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to leave for a while because you're like not acting right. And I'm just going to be there until we can go to counseling and, you know, work on this because this has been going on too long and this is not cool. So I, you know, moved out temporarily, as I assumed, until we could um, go to counseling and work on things. And he would not go to counseling. So we were sort of in this impasse that went on for several weeks where the kids and I were out of the home and he was in the home. And he called all of our friends, friends at church, all of that, and told them that I had moved out because I was having an affair and that I was staying with some guy. That is the story that he told. And what was interesting is that only one of my friends in that situation actually picked up, this is like a month later, she picked up the phone and texted me and said, hey, your husband said this, what's going on, right? And I told her what was going on, et cetera. So that, you know, it's all water under the bridge at this point. But it was interesting to me that people around us did not care so much about what the truth was. And this is how you know that people are not really thinking that deeply about your problems. Another reason to not wait for closure. Another reason to not wait until your best friend fully understands all the reasons why the divorce happened and all of that, right? You have to realize that there's you and then there's other people. And wanting to come up smelling like roses, wanting closure, wanting vindication, wanting other people to understand is giving yourself a task that you will never accomplish. This is why wanting closure keeps you stuck from starting your life over after divorce, moving on and creating what you want is because you're waiting until everyone in the scenario has fully gotten the full picture fully understands the whole picture, you come up smelling like roses, you get given a gold star for being a good girl, you get like, I don't know, raised on the pedestal because you tried so hard. And listen, I have been there. I know how hard you have tried. I know all the work that you did. I know everything you put up with, right? I know that. Like, listen, I get that. But I'm here to tell you that you just have to like, let it all go. It's a sunk cost, And you are likely to not reap any rewards for that. And here's the harder truth. You really uh, don't want to be waiting to reap a reward for everything you suffered or everything you went through, everything the ex did, everything the other woman did, all of that. You don't want to be waiting for that. What you want to do and what really brings the successful moving on living your best life after divorce is the understanding that you need to transcend what happened. And so to explain this, I'm just going to use a story out of the Bible because it just illustrates it so much. Um, I'm pretty sure if you were raised in the West or in any kind of religious um, 
Christian tradition, you will are familiar with the story of Joseph. If you are not from a Christian tradition, I'll just tell it briefly so that you kind of get the picture. Um, so Joseph was a young man. He had 12 brothers and his brothers tried to kill him and he got sold as a slave uh, into another country. And while he was there, he was in prison. Oh, well, he worked for a guy named <laughs> Potiphar, did a really great job for the guy. But then the wife made a move on him, right? And then he was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this, right? And so she reported him to her husband. The husband tossed him in jail. And then he was in jail for a really long time, did a good job in jail, helped two guys get out of jail. And those guys, instead of giving him a reference so that he can get out of jail, totally, for, well, I think one, yeah, one guy died. And then the other guy just totally forgot about him until Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, needed some help. And then they brought Joseph out of the prison and he helped the Pharaoh. And then he was elevated to second in the kingdom. So that's it in a nutshell. And I tell the story of G- of Joseph because he never got justice. He never got justice from his brothers, really. I mean, his brothers eventually came to Egypt and needed help, and then he helped them and then told them that he was Joseph, and then they all cried, and they made up, they reconciled. But nobody ever paid him back for all those years where he was asleep. Like, his brothers never paid him back, right? Like, he never got, like, I don't know, restoration for it from his brothers or from his father. Like, everyone was like, oh, Joseph, it's so really nice that you're successful now. Can we come get some? of your success. Um, in fact, when they were naming the 12 tribes of Israel, he didn't even get a tribe. Like his sons got the inheritance. He didn't get it. Like, wow. Thanks. Thanks guys. And here's the other thing. He was um, put in jail because Potiphar's wife told a lie against him. He never got justice for that either. Never. Nobody ever came and said, Hey, Joseph, listen, we're sorry we threw you in jail for 20 years because of the lie that was told against you. That really sucks. Here's a gold star. Like that didn't happen. What happened though, was that Joseph continued to be who he was. He continued to thrive. He continued to grow. And because of that, because he developed his gifts and he's used his gifts wherever he was, he was elevated to second in command in the nation, even though he had all of these things that Potiphar probably believed he still tried to make a move on his wife, probably till the bitter end. Potiphar was like, yeah, that guy, he's second in the kingdom, but he made a move on my wife, right? So what you want to do is transcend what has happened. You cannot transcend what has happened in your divorce if you are waiting to resolve what has happened in your, in your divorce. Like, what happened in the divorce involved a person who is not interested in creating that resolution, right? So your ex likely, and of course I'm generalizing, I know everyone's situation is completely unique. So, you know, but you get what I'm trying to say. He's unlikely to be working with you to create a resolution, to put out the truth in the newspaper so everyone knows. So sitting there waiting for that to happen is going to be a waste of time. Don't wait for vindication. Don't wait for justice. You want to transcend it. Now, if you're in a situation where like your reputation was like ruined and he said things about you, blah, blah, blah. You have to embrace the discomfort that people will believe certain things about you that are not true. 
it's just the way it is. It's just, that's just the way it's going to have to be. <laughs> like there will be some people who forever will think you had the affair, who will think forever that you were the toxic one, who will forever think that whatever it is your ex has said, right? There will be people around who will believe that, oh, you could have saved the marriage. Whatever it is in your case that's keeping you stuck wanting closure, that's okay. You want to embrace that discomfort. This is where coaching can be really helpful in teaching you new thinking patterns and how to um, rise above in your mind and in your emotions, the discomfort and the pain that you might be experiencing because of the loss of your reputation. Um, Coaching can really help you grow out of caring what people think so deeply that it keeps you stuck. But here are a few tips that I have for you is that you really want to go inward, right? And embrace your own thoughts. What do you think about what happened? What do you know to be the truth of what happened in your prior marriage and in the divorce? What you know to be true, right? Write that down. And you can look at that and say, this is what happened. I was there. This is what I experienced. And it doesn't matter what other people believe. I know that this is true. And you can validate yourself. So even if people around you are not validating you, you can validate your own understanding. You can validate your own thoughts so that you can give yourself closure, which is the goal. The goal is for you to give yourself closure. You give up the need for justice and closure. You shift your thoughts to your future instead. So this is how this ties into dating after divorce, because it's really hard to date, meet someone amazing and not project the issues of the past on that person if you're still stuck in wanting closure and justice because it will seep in. It will come out in your emotions. It will come out in your energy. It will come out in, in how you relate to new people if you're stuck in your thoughts and emotions with wanting justice and wanting things to be right. It can really make you very rigid It can make you have this like waggy finger attitude towards men and you don't want that. So you want to be able to move on. Take the time that you are using to think about justice and to think about um, wanting validation on all of that and turn that mind power to your future. Turn that mind power to healing, growing, going to therapy, getting coaching, getting healthy, Um, thinking about and achieving your future goals, which I'm going to talk about in a future podcast episode, really take that energy and move it into something more productive. Um, I love the saying that your energy flows where your attention goes. What you're thinking about, what you're desiring really determines where your actions are going to be, how you will naturally and automatically uh, do things depends on what you're thinking about. There's a thought that can keep you from being able to let go and give yourself closure, which is that I lost so many years in that marriage. I lost my best years. I gave him my best years. He wasted my best years, et cetera. Whatever those are, I lost so many years. Anything around that uh, type of thinking. When you think that way, what it does is... It causes you to say, well, I lost so many years, so I want to go back and I want to reap, right? I want to get closure. I want to get justice because I don't want to let all those years go. I don't want all those years to go to waste. And then what happens is because you're spending so much energy trying to get that closure, you waste even more years. You give even more years, even more time 
to the relationship instead of cutting the cord, right? Grieving, healing, moving on, looking at your future. You spend so much time ruminating over it over and over and over, and it's taking up so much time in your brain. So the goal here is to say, all right, I'm going to go through this process of letting go of the need to get closure. The ex is for sure not going to give you closure. He's not into that. (laughs) That is not, and it's not his job, right? He may have done all kinds of things, but this is what taking responsibility looks like is, oh, I give myself closure. I give myself justice. I give myself the at a girl for everything that I did in the marriage and through the divorce and for my kids, etc. Do you understand you? Take the time to understand you. Take the time to grieve if you need that. Take the time to heal. Take the time to validate yourself. Take the time to love on yourself, to comfort yourself. That is the work. That is the work of truly getting closure that sticks, closure that heals, closure that takes you to the next level. So in a future episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to use your goals to move yourself forward. In the meantime, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. I really appreciate you giving me your time and attention, and I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.